This week, we meet Jude Sandval, a man that uses his ongoing nine-year divorce battle to help other men navigate the divorce process while becoming better men. Don't worry, even though Jude teaches us a lot in this episode, there's plenty of crazy to make the cut. Welcome to My Crazy Divorce. It's just, I'm beautiful and I'm bright and I deserve better. It's a great day, I'm feeling good, oh, the possibilities of what I could, oh, do with the world at my fingertips, my imagination brings a smile up to my lips, oh. Hello again and welcome to another episode of My Crazy Divorce. I'm your host, Tom Milligan. Jude was just 29 years old when he got married. He'd finished college, had a great career, and had been dating for over a decade. He did everything right. So he never imagined that 20 years later he'd be sharing what he's learned on our show. Everyone can learn a lot from Jude, but before we get to the story, you need to know that I am not an attorney, so nothing in this podcast is even close to legal advice. I'm not a therapist either, so if you're in a broken marriage or a crazy divorce, please contact a licensed and qualified professional. If you like our show, the best thing you can do to help us is give us a five-star rating on whatever app you're using right now. That really helps get the word out. And if you have a crazy divorce story and would like to be a guest on the show, go to mycrazydivorce.com and click on the Apply to Be a Guest button at the bottom of the page. I'd really love to hear from you. We're going to start today's show with Jude explaining what he does and why he does it. I host a podcast called The Divorced Dadvocate, similar to, to, to what you've done, taking an experience that was, at best, we could say challenging in attempting to, to, to make a, something better of it and help other people in, in the world go get through the, the process. Before starting this recording, Jude learned that I'm a huge fan of the Green Bay Packers. Since he's a Chicago Bears fan, we gave each other a hard time throughout the interview. Here's a first of many jabs. My dad was a Packers fan, and despite the fact that he was a Packers fan, um, I turned out all right. (laughs) The fact that Jude and I have become friends is proof that people can look past their differences and come together. That's a lesson we should all learn. So how did an otherwise intelligent guy become a Bears fan? Simple geography. Jude grew up in Chicago, so I guess we'll let it slide. Here's Jude talking about his early years. I grew up in in the western suburbs and a, a solidly middle class life with uh, a dad who was uh, who was an electrician and a, and a mom who was a, a homemaker. Back then, we still had kind of that free roam lifestyle where you'd go out all day and ride bikes and play and climb trees and go to the park and play sports and. As I listened to him describe his childhood, my brain switched between picturing Jude dressed like Huck Finn at a fishing hole and Jude running around an open fire hydrant with his friends. Either way, it sounds like the perfect childhood, doesn't it? But perfect childhoods don't seem to last, do they? Jude's parents separated when Jude was about 15 years old. But for reasons we'll never know, it took them 10 years to actually get a divorce. Just a couple of years after they separated, Jude graduated high school and moved to Colorado to attend college on an ice hockey scholarship. After graduating with a degree in economics, he stayed in Denver and started his career. Then, at age 28, one of Jude's well-meaning clients 
changed his life forever. Uh, my, my ex and I were a blind date. And, and so you hear the stories of blind dates and, and they never work. It's true. <laughs> but at least, in, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, we were a blind date. I was working for a company and uh, one of the clients uh, worked with my ex and she said, hey, I've got a friend and I think you guys would be, you guys would hit it off and would you be open to, to meeting her? And I said, sure. I gave her my, gave her my number. I actually thought this client was hitting on me. It was a little weird and uncomfortable. So I had anticipated some, some weird late night call from her, but it did, that didn't happen. Thank God. Maybe it would have been better if the client had been hitting on him, right? I guess we'll never know. Either way, that blind date changed Jude's life forever. Because after just seven months, Jude was hooked. But just wait until you hear why. She was really the only person I got along with for more than seven months. So for me, that, that criteria at that point, and this, I, I say this and it's so sad, right? That was the only criteria I had. Somebody I could stand to be around for more than an hour or two for seven months or longer. So I tell you what, I was, that was it. I was, I was head over heels and I was planning the rest of my life together um, based on that sole criteria. Wow, I hope someday to find someone that loves me that much. So romantic, right? But seriously, we can only assume there was more to it because their relationship actually progressed. Let's hope it's built on more than just mutual toleration. And so then we move in together and then we have joint bank accounts and then we get a dog. What a romantic story. At least they have a dog, right? I'm not seeing a lot of fireworks in their relationship just yet, good or bad. I sure hope the engagement story is epic. And then we're like, well, we should just get married, right? Beautiful. That's just beautiful. If you didn't feel that, you're not human. Maybe romance isn't big on their list. I'm a hopeless romantic. Mm-hmm. We can tell, Jude. We can tell. So they're engaged and planning a big wedding. So there's a lot to do. They only have a few months to buy a dress, pick out flowers, and do a million other things. Good thing they're doing it together, right? We never fought more than any other time in those, I think we dated for about a year and a half before we got married. What the hell, Jude? It's easy for me to look at this 20 years later and wonder why Jude or his ex-wife didn't see the warning signs, but damn. Anyway. Here we have two people who tolerated each other long enough to get engaged and stayed engaged long enough to plan a wedding. I'm almost scared to hear about their wedding day. The wedding day itself was, I just, you see all the pictures, you look back at the pictures, I got this stupid poop-eating grin on my face the entire time. Really? I expected a disaster. It was great fun. We had uh, we had a lot of friends and family. We went to a dance club later after the reception and just had so much fun. Finally, something went right for these two. Maybe there's hope after all. So how was married life? I loved it. I absolutely loved it. We just started along those those steps and 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 went you know 
bought the new cars and I started a business and, uh, and, and started doing those things and started having kids. And we, yes, we had our problems and our problems were pretty deep seated, but I, w I wasn't afraid of that because I was just going to, I was just going to love my way through it. I was going to figure it out. You know, I'm just going to, I'm going to do whatever I can do and love will conquer all. Yeah, that's bullshit. Well, I can't judge. I remember being that naive. I knew for a fact that nothing could come between my wife and me. Our love was simply too strong. And anyone that tried to tell me differently obviously had never loved anyone as much as I loved my wife. <laughs> yeah, right. From this point forward, I want you to pay attention to something very important. As you'll hear in a few minutes, Jude really did have a crazy divorce. So crazy that now, nine years later, they're still in court. Unfortunately, that's actually all too common. But here's where Jude is different. No matter how bad it gets, he always takes ownership of the problems in their marriage and finds a way to learn and grow from the experience. I really admire that. Now back to the story. Jude and his ex, we'll just call her Agatha. Jude and Agatha are married. They have a house, cars, a business, and some kids. Sounds like life is great, right? So I asked Jude what went wrong. Looking back, I would say the first red flag is, was not doing, not spending that time to develop the relationship. I did not really know myself. I, I spent a lot of time in my 20s thinking I had sowed my oats in some respects and also had um, worked and I paid, worked my way through college and paid for 100% of my college, got my degree had lived on my own since I was 17. And so really thought I'd figured out quite a lot of stuff, but did not know really the first thing about relationships. Did you catch that? According to Jude, the first red flag was that he didn't know himself. Now that's typical of Jude, but he doesn't stop by just owning it. He finds a way to turn it into a positive and to learn from it. Red flags aren't necessarily a bad thing either because uh, I, I feel like now after nine years, so nine years I've been divorced. Now I'm finally in a healthy relationship after, after nine years of divorce, after, so it was 20 years that I was married. And then, so, and I started dating what, when I was in my teens, right? So that's like 35 years it's taken me to now have what I feel is a, is a good relationship. So any of those any of you that are listening going, oh, why can't I just find the one that's like three or four people I've broken up with? Hey, if you can do it in less than 35 years, you're doing really, really well. Okay. So besides not knowing himself, there had to be more, right? There was all kinds of stuff that, that happened, but the, the manifestation of the actions, whether they're my actions, whether they're her actions, whether they're my codependent actions of of overgiving and changing my life and selling my business and changing jobs or becoming Mr. Dad or Mr. Mom or hers of some of the ones that you would quote unquote say bad and, and drinking or infidelity or anything like that, you know, neither are good or bad. They're all part of a of a dynamic that is unhealthy, that is uh, that is the manifestation of some deeper-seated issues that you have not paid attention to and that we did not pay attention to. See, he's just so nice. 
But did he really just say infidelity? I had to ask. I won't go into like intimate detail, although the funny you know part when I did when I when I did initiate the tracking device on her phone on her way to the boyfriend's and she made a quick U-turn while I was watching on the map was pretty humorous. And then the the angry argument about tracking. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> no sexy time for you tonight if I'm not getting any. <laughs> <laughs> An argument about tracking. How do cheaters get so good at deflecting blame? It's like, sure, I cheated, but you tracked me. It reminds me of when I found my ex's lingerie after her quote-unquote business trip. Her angry deflection was, you went through my things? <laughs> Typical. Do they all take a class? Is it deflection 101? This episode of My Crazy Divorce is brought to you by OurDivorce.com. Did you know that in the United States, a divorce is finalized about once every 42 seconds? Since the average divorce pays attorneys more than $11,000, that's more than $8 billion paid to divorce attorneys every year. No wonder attorneys try so hard to convince us that we can't get a divorce without them. OurDivorce.com has made it their mission to provide the most affordable, easy-to-use, and effective self-service divorce process ever imagined. For just $299, OurDivorce.com's proprietary three-step process guides divorcing couples through the entire divorce process and provides the divorcing couple with a complete set of divorce papers, along with easy-to-follow filing instructions for their state. $299 is a great price. But what's really amazing is they don't charge anything to use their service unless it works for you. Will your attorney make that guarantee? Probably not. If you or someone you know is thinking about divorce, visit OurDivorce.com today to get started for free. That's OurDivorce.com and click Get Started. Jude and Agatha obviously had issues. To their credit, they tried therapy. So how did that go? We actually decided in in therapy that it probably just is not going to work out, and so that was a, that was a good thing. That was a positive thing, but that was the most positive thing about the decision of divorce. The rest of it became just an absolute case study. Damn, sounds like their divorce is going to be a lot like their engagement. That's them when it really got bad is it, you know, all the, uh, all the mental emotional issues and red flags that were, uh, obvious or, or, or were obvious that I wasn't paying attention to, uh, that, uh, that I should have been from the very start really started to, to manifest. And then I would say began to spiral and it became, uh, very contentious. It, it became um, uh, very vocal, and and then it it it, it resulted in uh, just a really tragic night of uh, the police coming and her, you know, being removed and never returning back to the house, which is awful. But it's 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 really it's really unfortunate. It's really it's really sad because many of the if you can do it in a positive manner, it provides a huge opportunity to model for your children 
the ability to persevere through one of the most difficult and challenging and stressful times that will ever happen in somebody's life. Once the police are involved, I think any hopes for an amicable split have gone out the window. So what's next? Lawyer, lawyering up, right? And once you lawyer up, then it becomes a fight because you don't know, yeah, you, you, that's not that's not the right way. That's not the right way to do it. And unfortunately, it, we really ha I really had to. There was some significant mental emotional issues going on. Young children that were involved that they needed to be protected, and so um, having to do that right away. But I don't recommend that. I agree. I strongly encourage anyone to avoid involving attorneys unless it's absolutely necessary. And if your children are in danger, like Jude's were. You do whatever you have to do to protect them. But no, it was very, very contentious. Um, and it was very expensive. And it was, and it's been subsequently very, very expensive. Attorneys are not cheap. So if you're, and, and if you're in court, and if you're in court without an attorney, you're going to get blasted because it's designed for attorneys. It's designed by attorneys for attorneys, and they adjudicate the whole, the, the whole process. Like I said, this got ugly. He said it was expensive. So just how much did it cost? Upwards of six figures. Yeah, ours was like 16 months, 18 months. Yeah, that's right. Over $100,000 and a year and a half of his life gone. But at least it's over, right? <laughs> yeah, he wishes. And and we're we're in multiple six figures now after being in court for for so many, for so many years with so many different issues. So nine years and several hundred thousand dollars later, and he's finally done. Not so fast. Yes, we are currently still in court. That really sucks. I mean, at some point you have to start wondering if Jude is the one dragging this out. So I asked him, what are some of the reasons you're still in court? Well, one of them is that one one side has an unlimited amount of money. And, and so when there's no reason to, to settle and there's an unlimited amount of money, then it's, then it's, there's no, there's no reason. And in case you're wondering, Jude is not the one with unlimited money. So what is his motivation? I mean, you hear of many wealthy people that get into the, to the fight and you get into arguing about small things. And, and now I, I'm, I'm not a proponent of arguing for small things, but I am a proponent of doing everything you need to do to protect your children. You always have to protect your, your children. And no matter what the cost is and what you have to do, that uh, whether it's uh, you know working second two jobs or three jobs. And so that's the way that, that I look for it. It's an investment for me. It's an investment in, in, in my children to make sure that they're mentally, emotionally, physically uh, okay. Throughout our conversation, I was struck by Jude's genuine and sincere dedication to his children. I truly admire his attitude. For various reasons, I've chosen not to share a lot of information about his children. I will only share that while it's clear Jude has a great relationship with all three of his daughters, the same cannot be said for their relationship with their mother. Here's what Jude has to say about that situation. Tragic and unfortunate and um... I pray every day that we'll, we'll remedy and, and 
But again, I don't know what her life path is or what she's needing to be learning through that process. So I'll just uh, just uh, continue to, to, to be there to encourage and facilitate whatever, uh, whatever may happen in, in the future. Now, let's face it. Nobody plans on getting divorced, but it happens and it happens quite often. And it's usually out of our control. In fact, a lot of things happen that we can't control. And when those things do happen, the only thing we can control or influence is how we respond or react to the situation. Listen to how Jude deals with it. I laugh about things now and I just try to keep light of things, but hey, I was curled up crying in my bed you know, at night. There's days where I didn't want to get out of bed. There's days that um, I felt like, you know, the, 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 the weight of the shame on my shoulders for my failed marriage and for the life that I was not going to be able to give my, my daughters now just was paralyzing to me. Um, all of that stuff uh, happens to, to all of us. And um, I've just had the time uh, and, and have made the effort to learn from it now where I can feel better and laugh and see that life can get better. But for those going through it that, uh, that are listening, yes, we all go through those, those challenges. It's, it's hard and it's heartbreaking and it's fearful and it's chaotic and uh, traumatic, and, but just know that it does get better. I can tell you, it really does get better. But as he said, you have to give it time and make an effort. As a divorce coach for dads, Jude uses every opportunity to teach a lesson, most often using his own past mistakes as a guide for others. Here's Jude offering advice on what to do if you find yourself in a divorce situation. Go to a therapist or a coach first. That's the first thing to, to talk about because then they're going to help you with what you're going through, maybe talk about what you brought to the table, but also in better communicating, thinking through things and figuring things out and not doing it impulsively or emotionally or having those triggers. That's the first thing. But then surround yourself with what I call as your your team. You're the coach of this this divorce team, right? You get ourdivorce.com, you've got your therapist, you might have your, your CPA or your financial planner, your real estate agent, your mortgage broker, and then you have your attorney who is one part of that team. Now it might be an important part, right? It might be the quarterback, but um, it's one part of all of the rest of, of that team. Therapy usually costs less than attorneys and it has the added benefit of actually helping you grow. So that really is a great place to start. After building out your team, draft your quarterback. Great advice. Since every one of our guests has been through a crazy divorce, I'm always curious how they feel about marriage. I'm a huge proponent of marriage. I, I firmly believe in marriage. So because I didn't do it right the first time doesn't mean that it's uh, not the, the right thing. And hey, you know, how many things do you do one time and do it really awesome? Like off the bat in, in marriage, we got to give ourselves a little bit of grace here. Um, Marriage is one of those things we do, and then we get mad at ourselves or upset or down on ourselves that we didn't do it right the first time and then don't want to do it or square it off. And, and that's not necessarily fair. It's not fair to marriage. It's not fair to ourselves. Damn, he's good. Throughout our time together, Jude offered tons of advice and lessons he's learned as a divorce dad and as a divorce coach. I'm going to put a lot of them here because they're just that good. Let's start with some advice for anyone that's dating right now. 
Um, be intentional in your dating. Be intentional about what it is that you want. And that could be, I just want to have fun and I want to get to know people. That's an intention. Or I want to meet somebody and I, and I would like to get married. That's a different intention and you're going to go about it a different, a different way. But be intentional and then be true to those intentions. Here's Jude on relationships of any kind. I feel like we are in relationships for a reason. And those reasons are always to learn something about ourselves. And here's his advice for anyone in an unhappy marriage. Pay attention to those red flags. And, and, and if you can start with yourself, that's going to be the best place. Don't start with like, oh, yeah, well, <laughs> if I was just not married to her, that'd be fine. Like start with your start with yourself. Seems simple enough, right? Just start with yourself. But how? Getting somebody to help you process that is uh, and, and work through that is the best thing you can do. Trying to do it on your own is really challenging because we got all this stuff and these emotions that come up and we just don't know what we don't know. I've really enjoyed getting to know Jude over the past few weeks. I've become a huge fan of his podcast, The Divorced Advocate, which you can find anywhere you listen to podcasts or just go to thedivorcedadvocate.com. I hope you'll give it a listen. A huge thank you to Jude for sharing his story and helping us all be better humans. I also want to thank our sponsor, OurDivorce.com, who has made it their mission to provide the most affordable, easy-to-use, and effective self-service divorce process ever imagined. OurDivorce.com charges a flat fee of just $299, and that's only if the process works for you. Visit OurDivorce.com for more details. I'll be back next week with another crazy story on My Crazy Divorce. If you have a crazy divorce story, please go to MyCrazyDivorce.com and click on the Apply to be a Guest button at the bottom of the screen. Be sure to share the podcast with your friends, but even more importantly, please rate and review the show on whatever app you're using to listen right now. It really helps us get the word out. See you next week, everyone. It's a great day, I'm feeling good, oh, the possibilities of what I could, oh, do with the world at my fingertips, my imagination brings a smile up to my